Welcome to Five Phases Health. Your hosts are Peyton Young and Christina Berea. Over the next hour, you'll hear from experts in the field on how you can achieve sustainable good health. Welcome to Five Phases Health Radio, your guided journey towards personal transformation and sustainable good health. We simplify health, wellness, and nutritional information, eliminating the guesswork, helping you to achieve radiant health. I'm your co-host, Peyton Young. And I'm Christina Berea. And we're excited to be sharing this time with you. So I think today we're going to move into, um, basically we're going to start talking about one of the phases, uh, the five phases health system. That's right. The five phases health system is partially identified through the relationship with five elements as it's described in traditional Chinese medicine or five element theory, which overlap and, and share a lot of information. They're not exactly always the same, but they're they're very closely, closely related. And so five phases and its origin is actually from our long-term uh, studies in that area and understanding how um, the interaction of different expressions of uh, components that have relationships with each other change throughout the cycle of a year. So um, I would say that the the overarching timeline where we encapsulate five phases within is about a year, right? So from one one season to the season the following exactly. year, and the 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 our logo five phases actually is a circle with you'll see the colors they look like they blend into each other as you they give the impression of blending into each other, and that is to uh, symbolize the passing of time and then how they change from one to another. And it's a cycle. So everything is a cycle. So we in five phases health study the cycles of, of, of the interaction and relationship of the different components of the body, which those in and of themselves also form a different, I would say, layer of five phases. So nutrition, fitness, uh, emotional, mental, environmental, and, uh, and so on are also a section of our five phases or a layer of five phases health. So, uh, but today we're going to start with the very basics in the beginning of the first element we'll discuss is the water element. And it corresponds to the uh, time of winter, which is what we're right here in the middle of. Correct. Having that experience. The, um, I guess we could talk a little bit about the, the quality of the element by itself. Um, it's for this particular time of year, uh, for the water and the, the, in the winter season, we're really looking at what it is like to kind of draw in a little bit, become a little bit more quiet on the inside. Mm -hmm. Hopefully we can do that in our external environment as well. So that we give our chance or our, our body mainly, uh, the ability to rejuvenate and revitalize, increase um, our internal energy or essence, that thing that keeps us healthy and the ability to do the activities that we do. Um, yeah, definitely. So we think of, you know, nothing can be in a constant state of, well, we would, our bodies, our human bodies, let's keep it related to us, right? Let's keep it related to the, to the physiology. None of us can be in constant activity. We need to have periods of rest. 
we have, we naturally go through cycling that is sometimes we're out and active and doing things and reaching away from our center um, and engaging with external things. And there are times when we obviously need to retreat and come back into our center, maybe go internal a little bit, be a little more um, introspective. Mindful. Or, yeah, and we call that the energy of conservation, right? So we say, okay, well, I've expended a bunch of energy, so let me, let me take a moment and come back and conserve my energy. And that is what the winter element is about, is about the energy of conservation, about retracting. It's like uh, what the, the plants do during this time, and, and animals too, to some extent. Yep. They go into their homes, or if it's a plant, or uh, they tend to draw inward to conserve their energy during these cold months. Um, kind of yeah. like we, we might all, we might court the, the one that the animal that I correspond with a lot, because we see them a lot are squirrels where they do all their nut gathering. That's the first time hearing that from yeah. you. <laughs> it, well, it is. They, they gather all their, the nuts together and they put them in their little home storage area or they bury them in different places, which we've seen here where we live. Sure. Um, you know, in preparation for there not being anything to eat during those winter months. So it gets them, uh, allows them to survive and uh, then move into the, the spring, springtime. So. Sure. And a way to view the winter season, obviously, when the theories of five elements were, were created, it was due to observing the own cycles of nature. And, and to your point, the cycles of how nature, including animals, behaves throughout the different cycles and, and stages of the year. And a natural observation is, of course, to see hibernation, both in plants and in the animal kingdom, right? So all of them are in the cold months. It's everybody's slowing down, staying inside more in order to conserve body heat and to conserve energy when naturally nature's um, abundance of energy sources, foods, plants, and so on, was a little less abundant than than usual than you would find in the spring and summer season. So if we don't have energy sources to to consume to sustain life, then we have to slow our activities down and conserve energy. So winter is all about that slowing down, bringing your energy back into center, paying attention to being mindful about where we spend our time and what sort of activities we engage with. One of the, uh, my good friend Lourdes, many, many years ago, um, told a beautiful metaphor that was shared about the cycle being in the wintertime, the seed is in the ground covered by the soil. And in, in the, the purest of the metaphor of this is also underneath a little bit of an ice cap, right? So it has snowed yes. and the ground is covered in the cold. It's insulated. It's insulated, yep. exactly. And the, and the seed is, is in the ground, quietly waiting for the heat of spring to give it the signal to begin to grow. So while the seed is in the ground, it's surrounded by that cold soil. So if we use what is uh, the, the example of that which is on the outside of us is also a reflection of what is the inside of us and vice versa. What is inside of us is a reflection of the outside of us. Then like the seed, we should be cocooning ourselves internally and protecting what is inside the precious source of our life energy 
and our own entirety of our being internally during the winter months, conserving energy and being selective with how we spend our time, but also being selective with, in, in our case as humans, because we don't really hibernate, then what we bring into our body, right? So if we've contracted and we're smaller, then we want to be mindful about what we bring in. So there's a certain, uh, I would say, recommendation about foods that would bring us, uh, that would sustain us during the winter months. But before we jump into that one, there's a couple of relationships, just as some high level relationships of the winter uh, season and the water element that help uh, help define the activities and the guidelines that we have in our five phases. I'd also like to mention that the, as an overall movement from the winter to the spring is that you're keeping uh, everything uh, built up, you're, you're con- consuming to, to build that essence of your energy inside your body. This is building that fortitude to get ready to spring into action to, mm-hmm. to do activities and things that are in the spring and the summertime. Correct. So, correct. So we're going to talk a little bit more about like, like I said, let's go, you know, some high level things that also relate to the water element and in, in five phases is the season c- relates to the kidneys, right? So the kidneys and the kidneys relate to the bones and the marrow. So in this time of year, we want to consume foods and do activities that conserve the energy of the kidneys. So in traditional Chinese medicine, when we mention an organ and organ pairing, like I said, the kidneys and the urinary bladder, that's not, it is partially the physiological anatomical organ but it also includes the, the, the metaphor that that organ and that relationship represents. So in this case, the kidneys represents water because they filter the water. So in the literal sense, in the physiological sense, the kidneys relate to water because they're filtering water, right? And they, uh, once the water has been filtered, it, it is stored in the urinary, urinary bladder until it's ready to be expelled. So those two work together. They are, they are complimentary. Um, complimentary. That's a good word. Thank you. And so when we feel the kidneys are deficient, when they start to become weak, then there's certain behaviors and things, symptoms that pop up in the body that are indicators that our anatomical organ and everything that it complements and represents may also be affected by that. And in this case, we're talking about uh, kidneys being related to the bones. Bones in the center have the squishy substance, which we call the marrow. And in in traditional Chinese medicine and in five element theory, the bones and the marrow and the kidneys are the actual foundation of, we would call it vitality. Vitality meaning the ability to have the spark of life to get up and go. So not only the antibodies, uh, blood cells. No, that's something different. Yeah. (laughs) No, we mean when the kidneys, I was going to say the capital K versus the lowercase K, right? So lowercase K, uh, if you see it written somewhere, is the organ itself, right? It's the anatomical uh, component. But when you see a capital K, capital kidney, or a capital U, it means the organ plus all of the all of the relationships that it represents. So that would be the bones, the marrow, 
the knees, the teeth, adrenal glands, adrenal glands, yes, and so on, and all the foods that go with it, the winter season, and so on. So, um, when we're talking about it, it's hard to know which which version we're, we're ex- referring to, but we try to make it pretty clear. When you're reading about it, if you see a capital K, that's what it means. But I I glossed over really quickly that the water element is related to the strength of the bones. So when the water element is deficient, we would express or have symptoms in the body of weakness and bones. So in some way you could say. Well, it could be things like uh, your knees ache or pains in your lower back. Sure. Um, Maybe your teeth ache as well. Sure. Or in extreme cases, right? Things are breaking, teeth are falling out, things like that. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, The marrow is, of course, really fundamental. We'll get into more physiological later, but the the marrow is is also really uh, fundamental for the strength of our vitality. But uh, we're going to take a quick break here. And come back and talk, discuss this a little bit more. And then we're going to touch into the physiological impact of the elements in the seasons and how this impacts our activity throughout the winter season. As well as a little bit of nutrition and some exercise. Absolutely. All right. Stay so tuned. Be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Five Faces Health is designed for anyone seeking optimal well-being. We simplify health, wellness, and nutrition information into simple steps to help you achieve radiant health. Our teachings merge ancient wisdom with modern science to reach the root of the problem and prevent common diseases. Each week, we explore topics around food, exercises, breathing, and mental inspiration. We believe that small changes on a daily basis lead to long-term, sustainable good health. Join us as we journey through medicine systems from around the world, including traditional Chinese medicine, allopathic medicine, herbal medicine, and various mind-body systems. Five Phases Health with Peyton Young and Christina Berea. Airs Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. A little birdie told me Voice America is on X. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Five Phases Health with Peyton Young and Christina Berea. Have a question for Peyton, Christina, or their guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show with Peyton and Christina. And welcome back to Five Phases Health Radio Show. And my name is Peyton Young, one of your co-hosts. And I'm joined by Christina as the other co-host. So I think um, we need a little bit more time 
on that last segment to kind of extrapolate and, and open up a little bit more about the water element and the winter time. Um, what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. So let's, let's try to paint a picture and a relationship here so that everything fits together and starts to make sense. So we talked about the seed and the energy of contraction. So we're conserving energy because our resources external to us to give us fuel are limited in the example that we're giving, right? If we live in the tropics, maybe it doesn't make the same sense, but where the system comes from, the observation was that. So our, our resources are limited, so we're conserving our energy. When our energy becomes uh, starts to wane, then the symptoms that we typically feel are weakness, lethargy. It, it's harder for us to get up and go. It's harder for us to complete an activity. It's harder for us to be motivated to do something. These are natural symptoms, happens to everybody, doesn't matter where we are in the world or what season it is. When our energy begins to deplete, we naturally feel tired and weak, right? So the uh, vitality of the body is controlled by the water element in the sense that if we nourish this element, it serves as the foundation for all the other elements, right? The, uh, the next elements would be wood, fire, earth, and metal. We're starting with the water element, not only because we're in the season, but because we consider it the foundation of our energy in the body. So we, it is of extreme importance that we nourish the water element, which also means by relationship, we've already mentioned the kidneys and the urinary bladder because they rule over the marrow and the bones. There's science behind this and physiological explanation but we won't get that into that too, too much right now. The important thing is to say during the winter season, it's important to nourish our body with a certain type of food that is complementary to the kidney organ itself. And these would be foods that have high protein content, foods that are very nourishing to creating the building blocks of the blood and of the marrow, which ultimately transform and become other building blocks in the body. So as you would suspect or expect, when it's cold outside, we're going to consume foods that are warming. So the kidneys really enjoy foods that are warm. In, in some of the explanations that you'll read about it, it's described as a warm, salty cup of water or warm salty bath and that's because the salt flavor also relates to the water element and we would enjoy soups at this time of year so soups that have uh ingredients that come from the earth so potatoes so it sounds like what you're saying is is that it's things that you can consume that build your internal heat that warmness as it moves down through the center of the body. Sure. And they also contain those foods that are prescribed or not prescribed as in as a prescription of medicine, although food is medicine, you would say prescribed as their ideal for this time of, of the year are foods that have a high um, uh, protein, amino acid, uh, the, the basic building blocks of things that create heat in the body. So for an old guy like me, we're talking about hearty foods, basically. Very hearty yeah, foods. Very yeah, very hearty. Okay. And unless you already have a constitutional um, expression of heat, then you would want to also add to your soups spices that generate heat. So you could add some peppers, cayenne. You, you could add turmeric. You could add uh, gingers. Um, anything that, that makes the body hot. Right. So those things are going to build your internal 
um, your own internal stove, so to speak, to create that heat. But they also break down, like I said, and become the basic building blocks of more fundamental physiological processes in the body. So here we are, winter element, I'm sorry, winter season, water element, kidneys, the organ itself, plus their emotional and their um, environmental relationship, metaphorical uh, standing, the nutrition that goes with it, which we just briefly talked about. But then also there's some basic exercises and movements that you can do that would strengthen the the kidneys. I wouldn't say the organs themselves are not a muscle, but they would have strengthened the areas that the kidneys, when they're weak, are most uh, expressive, such as the lower back, as we mentioned, the knees. And uh, actually, sometimes when the ki- kidneys are weak, you also uh, notice that your hearing is waning. Yeah. So ringing in the ears, ringing is, in the ears. is pretty common too. Right, because that energetic pathway goes all the way from the the lower belly. Uh, the hip area, the lower belly, all the way up into the head. So anything that we can do to strengthen below will express all the way up to the top as well. <laughs> so, okay. So when when the kidneys are strong, our, our intuition is strong. We're feeling confident. We're feeling like we have an ability to be out in the world. And when our kidneys are, or when the water element is weak, we begin to feel like we need to contract and go inside. So as we go through life, as you can imagine, from the beginning stages of childhood, our typical constitution in this area is very strong and robust. And so like young adults and children, we have all this energy to be outside and active. But as we get older, that energetic basis or constitution begins to wane through the course of life and our activities, and it gets a little more difficult to complete activities. So we need to support. We always need to be reinforcing our water element, always rebuilding with those basic building, those nutritional components, and keeping the bones and the body active so that it can be strong. Pardon. In five phases, uh, we will relate certain exercises and we'll have nutritional guidance so that folks who are experiencing any type of symptom in this area would know what to do to, um, to replenish. So, um, yeah, so there you go. There's the season, right? So then what happens once we exit? Do we have like a hard break, a hard transition into the next element? Actually, no. And does it mean that when this element is the, the primary element, that the other elements don't exist? Absolutely not. All the elements exist at the same time. They just express in different times. That's, that's the cyclical nature of the five element theory and how we're approaching five phases health is that um, each person is going to be different. So Peyton is... In, in many ways, he expresses one particular element overall, like I would say, you know, over, over many years, but day to day, he might express and in a different element that day. One day he might be fire, one day he might be earth, one day. And that's, that's, that's the same for every single one of us. We're not always just one static uh, definition. <laughs> yeah, I, would, I would say that it depends on what your environmental factors are, like your work or mm-hmm. Maybe um, something to do with your family or something along those lines can cause you to express the different elements. I think overall what we're trying to say is that the season 
And as we, as the earth moves around the sun and the galaxy turns, that what's going to happen is, is we're going to naturally have these feelings ups and downs and cycles. of ups and downs of the, in these cycles. And one of the, the main feeling for the water element or the winter cycle is that as we move out of that fall uh, time frame of the season, there will be that natural uh, con- um, um, retraction, um, a movement in and down uh, is the, kind of the way it feels. And there'll be something that will tell us, hey, I need to take it a little bit more easy. I need to conserve my energy. I need to be able to um, experience this, 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 these moments in time during this season in a very particular way. Yeah. And I think, you know, as you're, as you're saying that I'm thinking it's really common for a lot of people who maybe don't have, you know, are just trying to understand how does activity and nutrition and seasons play into their life. It's really common to think that we should be the same person every day. We should express ourselves. I mean, and when I say express ourselves, I'm not saying the way we talk or the way we behave. I'm just saying that we should have the activity. We, I'm going to say a little more bluntly, we falsely believe that every day should be the same as the day before. No change. No change. I'm trying to say. No change. No change. That I should have the same level of get up and go, of energy, and my mental state, my emotional state. My spiritual say all of that should be fairly constant and or preferably always building on it, right? It should, it's a, our, our curve shouldn't be a curve. It should be a straight line up. It should be, I'm progressing every day into better, 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 better. And it should be consistent. It shouldn't be up and down. It shouldn't have change. And what we're saying is actually, no, change is normal. And we should allow change to happen. And we should absolutely allow days where we don't do anything. We rest. Rest is a vital, critical component of our well-being. If it wasn't, we wouldn't need to sleep, right? But the very first indicator is that we need to sleep. It's important to give our body the space to repair and to do the physiological activities that happen while we're sleeping which is sometimes different than what society or whatever we're engaged with tells us that we're supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. um or we our current circumstance or situation or lifestyle that we're living um isn't doesn't allow us to do that so if you're maybe if you're older or don't have any kids at home um, or something like that you could start to look at this time of year as a time of year where you take that vacation, where you go someplace and you um, allow yourself to recharge and rejuvenate and to, to, to be with yourself and your partner um, or even family. Um, a lot of times during the, this season, it's supposed to be a joyous time because of the harvest. So all of our traditions across, across the world, they look at this time um, of the year, especially at the, the center of the solstice, as something where you all gather together and as a community, you you celebrate the fact that you're 
alive, that you have food if, if, if you do, and the good things that are in life, which is also a part of that re, re, re-energizing yourself and being rejuvenated is knowing that um, in life there's always hope and there's, there's love and there's um, togetherness, community. Right. Yeah. And I, I like what you said a little bit about the expectation of being active all the time. And I'm going back to that, the importance of resting and pacing oneself and being that in, in this time of year, if we take a little bit of an internal inventory of where we are and our activity level, then we know how to modulate our behavior going forward for the rest of the year. Going back to the solstice, by the way, this is my New year, right? So the, the December 21st at the winter solstice is the new year because of this very conversation. Yep. It's the seed. The seed is in the ground. It's waiting to stir with the, the sun of spring and to begin to grow. And the cycle goes all the way through until the end of fall of the, the following year, right? And we go right back into winter again. So this is the time to take your personal inventory of how much energy am I consuming? And or am I am I eating the right foods to repair my body based on my activity level? Wintertime is a great time to do that self-evaluation. We're going to take a quick break here and come back and continue this particular subject. So don't go away. And thanks so much for listening in. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Resiliency is the human capacity to lean into individual and collective strengths with compassion and grit when faced with the challenges of lived experience. Join host Elaine Miller-Karras for Resiliency Within, a program of hope and healing designed to inspire you to integrate wellness into your life, your family, and your community. In challenging times, you'll want to tune in every week. Resiliency Within can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Five Phases Health with Peyton Young and Christina Berea. Have a question for Peyton, Christina, or their guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. 
Now, back to the show with Peyton and Christina. And we're back. <laughs> that was a really great segment. I want to um, personally uh, say to my co-host, Christina, that that was awesome. <laughs> I've been hearing her give this explanation for these elements for probably 14 years or so. Like that. And it's always slightly different. It's always different. Every single time. Every it's great. Time. I love it. Every time. Um, cool. <laughs> I think what we'll probably get into now um, is talk about the nutrition, which I think is like super important. Um, Exercise is good too, but for this time of year, what you eat, what you consume is the, the most important to help keep your body in balance um, and give you that energy to make it through this, this quieter time to get ready to spring into spring. (laughs) Sure. So I think, it's easy to get confused by a lot of the words that we're using here. So maybe I'll invite anybody who's listening to just take a moment and think about a day when you didn't drink a lot of water and maybe you had foods that were particularly heavy. Like maybe let's think about maybe some spicy foods like, um, like a fried chicken. Yeah, that's a fried chicken is a good one. Cause it's, it has, some some fat in it because of the the fried part of it and then it's it, you know, it's got some chicken in there which is it's a protein really good, I know though. it sounds great yeah. right we're hungry but the point is what if we didn't drink any water and what if with that instead we had like tortilla chips and we with queso no no queso not on okay. this one well we could put that in there but what I'm trying to say is I want you to think of what happens when you drink when you eat some foods but you don't have any liquids to balance it out. But then you start to feel hot and dry, right? You you start to feel like your body temperature goes up and you start to feel like your, your, your mouth gets a little bit dry and you feel like maybe things get, are just not as clear as they used to be. So it's important to balance those out with some, some sort of food or substance that provides moisture. And so that is also related to the, uh, the water season, kidney uh, element, or sorry, water element. <laughs> I'm getting it. So in this case, we mentioned previously about the soups. So if instead during at this time, we're also in consuming foods that have a certain amount of moisture to them, a component that lubricates the body, uh, helps to nourish and fill out the blood then we start to feel more complete. We start to feel more balanced. And you're thinking, okay, well, what does that mean? Well, quite literally, maybe a glass of water. What happens when we start to drink water? Then if we pay attention, we start to feel like, okay, my thoughts cleared up a little bit. Oh, I feel like I'm not as hot as anymore. My body temperature is coming back into stability. And maybe I have better ability to do uh, engage my muscles for an activity and so on, because now I have the fundamental, one of the fundamental nourishing elements of the body, which is water. So talking about nutrition, the soups, the soups inside of them contain the dark leafy greens. So chards, kales, spinach, seaweed, anything that has a large amount of green in it can break down and provide a cooling aspect to body's blood and pH and to the balance of moisture within the kidneys themselves. So we can say that soup is a great way to do it, but we can just do, um, 
boiled, steamed greens as well. That's perfectly fine. Uh, just a variety of different ways of doing that. So the invitation that we usually have for folks is that when you make a soup, make it complex. Add many things to the soup that fall into this category. So the dark beans, dark red beans, any, the darker the color of the bean, the higher the protein content in the skin. So I'm going to say it again, the darker the color of the beans, so red beans, black beans, um, the darker the bean, the higher the protein content in it. And we've already talked about protein being one of the basic components for kidney health. So we want to increase in the amount of legumes that we have, so beans themselves. Uh, lentils are also a great source of protein that nourish the kidneys. There's a couple other things that you can do in terms of supplements, such as royal jelly. Uh, honey and royal jelly have lots of basic building blocks as well for our overall health. <laughs> we have a visitor. I don't know if you can hear him. But then there are also some of the, the root vegetables, squash, uh, potatoes, although potatoes, if we do potatoes, probably better to go to the darker. There's purple potatoes, there's red potatoes. You can do those as well. Pumpkins, those are the foods that we typically see in the wintertime. Uh, most recently, I've started an exploration of what are typical foods that exist in North America that are have been missing from our grocery shelves and our typical basically accepted diet. We know, we know scientifically that it's proven that the quickest way to change your overall body health and constitution is through the foods that you eat. In fact, I was watching something recently, a video recently about the relationship of how quickly bad or insufficient nutritional choices can lead to some of the most common diseases we work with in North America and the United States. Uh, day to day, such as diabetes, heart disease, and so on. And these, these um, nutritional choices that we make on a day to day basis can either lead us towards a path of health, or lead us quickly towards a path of heading towards disease. So the invitation is really to begin to explore what we eat on a daily basis that fits into the cycles of the season, our own individual cycle and expression so that we can make informed choices on a daily basis that lead towards our long-term health and well-being, which is what the goal of five phases is, right? Whew, I've said a lot. That was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. Yeah. So um, I tend to like things during this time frame that are uh, hearty soups. Um, also like chili. Mm -hmm. So chili for me is one of the things that I love to eat. So we do have um, ground beef uh, in that, but usually lots of beans. Um, oh, we should probably talk about the meats real quick. Yeah. Yes. 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 Okay. So. <laughs> Um, the, your protein sources outside of plants, if we're going into, um, meats, we have, uh, each one of those has a, what we would call a, a temperature, but not a temperature that you measure with a thermometer, but a heat index, I think is the word I'm looking for heat index internally. When we metabolize it, when we digest it, it can either raise our body temperature more or less 
So I, just think about it. Chicken, chicken is, is maybe the fried chicken. That's fine. Chicken is, a, uh, the. let's just start with the white meat of the chicken, the breast. That is a cooler heat index than, let's say, the darker meat of the chicken, which has a higher heat index. But overall, a chicken has a lower heat index than, let's say, of beef. Beef. So beef also has a lower heat index as compared to lamb. So our, our, or fish, fish is probably cooler than chicken or maybe equivalent depending on which one we're having and, and so on. But fishes and chickens are uh, cooler on the lower, on the on the lower, lower side okay. of the heat index of the metabol the metabolized heat index of what it does internally to us and how it affects As it's us being broken down correct yep. than beef or let's say lamb which is which is darker however that said in uh, certain rehabilitative uh, nutritional uh, guidances that we have for folks who are uh, kidney deficient we may actually prescribe as food is medicine a um, a lamb stew to help rebuild and replenish the uh, the kidney uh, relationship and the overall body's vitality, and that's just because of build the essence back up. Build the essence yeah. back up, correct? And that's because of the protein content in it, as well as ideally we're doing this stew using the bones, so we're getting the marrow out of the bones as well. All of that goes in to rebuild our own marrow and our own basic building blocks so that we can restore our vitality and have that get up and go and that energetic impulse bright for eyes, long, bright eyes yeah. and for a longer period of time. So remember that the whole, the, the guiding principle of five phases is how can, what can we do on a daily basis that leads us to long-term good health? And these are some things we know that we must have, we must view food as not just something that we do, but, but as a... It's who we are. <laughs> we are what we eat. Well, that too. But yeah. I want to say it's it's a bit of a... I'm encouraging people to look at the food as when it breaks down through digestion, becoming the basic building blocks of reparation and sustenance that you need on a daily basis. And I think at some point we may have lost, we have created a disconnect between why we eat and what we eat versus the need to eat, right? We need to eat to stay a, alive. Or it's a timing thing. So we've been programmed to eat at specific points in time. Sure. And we repeat behaviors that we see from the people who surround us or that have been instilled in us through um, our our environment was the, that we were raised in. So that's why you have geographical differences. Some folks like this, some people like, you know, they have different dietary uh, tendencies or trends or uh, preferences based on where they are. But if we can pull away from that, we of course we keep our traditions. We want to keep our traditions and we want to keep our roots. I'm not saying that we need to move away from that, but I'm saying we also need to remember that the reason that we eat is to rebuild the basic components of our body. And without those, if we are deficient in one area versus another area, then over time, over time, the, that deficiency can then turn into something more significant. And that is precisely what we're trying to avoid. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll stop here for a second. Okay. Digest all that information, literally. 
and come back for our last segment. Please stay tuned and thanks for joining in so far. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Resiliency is the human capacity to lean into individual and collective strengths with compassion and grit when faced with the challenges of lived experience. Join host Elaine miller Karras for Resiliency Within, a program of hope and healing designed to inspire you to integrate wellness into your life, your family, and your community. In challenging times, you'll want to tune in every week. Resiliency Within can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Five Phases Health with Peyton Young and Christina Berea. Have a question for Peyton, Christina, or their guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show with Peyton and Christina. And we're back. Thanks for tuning in. Five phases includes not just a lot of talk, but nutrition and exercise. There's, oh, there's movement involved? There's movement here, too. Okay. All right. yeah. <laughs> Um, so up to now, we've talked a lot about the relationship of things and we and our previous segment was about nutrition, right? What, what are the foods and how important is it to have nutrition to, to stay alive? And to, in, an invitation to reflect on our relationship with food and how we view it um, as something, in, in some cases, as just a method of satisfaction versus a, a means of actually maintaining good health and staying alive. And I've always said, if you don't have your health, you have nothing. If you don't have your health, it's it's very difficult to have all the other things that you want in life. And we've talked about this before, about uh, thinking of the goals and dreams, aspirations that we have in our life, the things that are important to us, and then think about what would happen if we if we didn't if we weren't healthy when we wanted to do those things, if we wanted to spend time with the, our loved ones, or if we wanted to go on that vacation and so on. So it's important that the choices that we make on a daily basis lead to support us for the the goals and the outcomes that we want to have during the the short time that we're given on this planet. So in this regard, talking about exercise in the winter season and as it relates to the kidneys, 
organ and the, and the relationship to everything else. So on the most basic level, exercise, what does it do? It promotes circulation. We have to have circulation uh, to, to move fluids through all of the dis- different systems for the body to do its natural process of uh, removing toxins and allowing the nutrients that we took in through our foods to nourish us and benefit us and give us some more vitality. So in five phases, when we get to this, uh, when we put people in the group of the water element, the exercises that we would look at would be related to the lower half of the body. We might be doing things that strengthen the knees and exercises that strengthen the lower back. Are there any favorite exercises that you have to strengthen the knees? Well, I love doing lunges, um, either with weight or no weighted or with a weight vest. So um, plus it, not only do does it uh, work the the lower body, uh, the each leg, the the uh, quads and the glutes, hamstrings, but you also get balance mm-hmm. uh, benefit from it by moving down the floor instead of doing them stationary. So I love to do walking lun- lunges back and forth over and over and over again. Um, one thing to kind of keep in mind also is is kind of keeping with the theme of this is conserving your energy and things. The exercises that you would want to do are not super strenuous. They're not. Oh, of course. Yeah. Right. So we wouldn't start want, small. You won't, yes. You, you would start small or what we would call regulating type of exercises. So if you're um, just uh, just beginning, you might want you might not want to overexert yourself or really push, push, push. Um, no power lifting, that kind of idea. What we want to do is we want to maintain and keep our normal activity uh, that are the where we're at currently with our activity level. We just want to maintain that during this during this time frame. Um, it matches the season, and we call that regulating. So, for prescription wise, it might be doing you know higher repetitions um, uh, with lighter weight um, for maybe a, a shorter duration of time. So that would be one way to look at the exercises. Um, the outside of the lunge, I like doing squats and I'll even do complete air squats and I'll, I tend to do, uh, what's an air squat. So just you're, you just stand in there and you, you <laughs> get your feet shoulder width apart. Okay. That's so what everybody you, knows you, that a squat yep, is. <laughs> and you just, you know, you squat down and then put yourself back up and okay. you can do it with weights. You can do it with kettlebell. Mm-hmm. You can have a weight vest. What if somebody um, has knee issues? So if you do have some knee issues, you could technically could still kind of do a squat, but you could use a chair or something so that you don't go all the way down to the floor. So sure. just um, in the the uh, the days of yore, when I was working out, we would call those box squats where you would go down and touch your, your rear. But if you have, uh, you know, knee problems or something, hip problems, that kind of thing. You can, you can go down just a little bit and the air squat helps a ton. There's no way it's your own body weight. You can have a chair or do it against the wall, uh, edge of the corner of a wall or a door mm-hmm. so that you maintain your balance. What if I can only do one? Totally fine. Just move. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most important is to So move. today one, tomorrow two. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Um, you could also do some single leg um, lunges as well. You mm-hmm. could do them to the back or to the front, holding on to something. If you have knee or um, uh, ankle or hip problems, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, unfortunately, to work the lower body, which is working an energetic um, connection from the foot to the kidneys, to the hips, basically to the lower back, 
you got to move that area in some form or fashion. So again, we'll go right back to the thing that we've talked about the most on every episode, go walk, just go out and move um, and enjoy nature. Um, Wrap up, keep that, keep your internal core temperature up. If you live in a colder environment, climate and go outside and and walk around. Um, Or if it's really bad outside, use a treadmill. Um, You can also um, have a bike if you wanted to, something along those lines. Sure. Uh, Very helpful. Um, I appreciate you saying that about, you know, being active and the connection between the ankles, the knees and the hips. That's certainly one of those kinetic chains that we want to keep healthy and are important. The knees are critical for our stability. So any type of exercise that we can do, even if, like you said, or it's just something simple, very low repetitions, anything that we can do to keep them healthy. Shuffle left to right. (laughs) Step out to the left Mm -hmm. and then pull your right foot over to the left foot. Do opposite. Um, One of the important things to remember here is all these things are movement-based. So when you're moving and and even if you're twisting or turning, walking, lunging, that kind of thing, you're actually moving that lower back, which is around the kidneys Mm -hmm. and the adrenal gland. So you're getting this internal organ massage that's actually happening through this movement. Other organs are also being massaged based on the fact that you move. But the the idea here is, especially by doing a air squat or to just lower yourself down and push yourself back up, is that you stretch and you open the back and then you close the back. Mm You stretch and you open the back and then you close the back. That's great. And so what we're doing is we're we're massaging the, the kidneys and we're opening up the uh, the spine and the lower back. Yeah, I love that. Why is that important to open and close the lower back? Well, there's several reasons for it, but the, the most basic one is that the fact that you stretch all the muscles and the ligaments and the tendons that are around that low back. And I don't know, I, I'm getting older. Um, and I'm in the 50 club. And so my back does give me problems, uh, every now and then. So being able to keep that back, um, supple, supple, um, keep those kinetic chains that go from the bottom of the feet through the hips and up to the shoulders, keeping all those things open and able to expand and contract means that you're moving, uh, fluid inside of the spine. You're those, uh, the muscles are expanding, they contract, which means that they have range of motion, which means that you're not holding yourself tight. Right. And the body's a little bit of use it or lose it. That's it. So we have to stay, we have to stay moving so that we keep our, our body, uh, vital and thriving. That's it. Okay. Um, next week is the wood element. So we look forward to having you back on five phases. Thanks for tuning in today. Yep. Thank you. This was a ton of information. We probably could have talked for two hours on this particular <laughs> one. Um, but we thank you for, for coming. Feel free to contact listen. us with questions. Yep. And reach out. We'll answer any question that you have. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of five phases health. We hope we've given you some tips to improve your health habits. Until we talk again, have a beautiful week.